Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a very special Great People Show. I'm James Muncie. J.J. is out today at a business conference, so... uh, I was left here. We don't know what's going to happen, but uh, we've got a very special group uh, in the studio today. And uh, wherever you're listening to us right now, Facebook Live, the podcast, live on 92.7 FM or 820 AM in Richmond, thank you for being here and allowing us to be a part of your journey. And you can get every show on our website at greatpeopleshow.com. Every show we deliver to you, the listener, the insights and inspirations for a life of significance and serving others because true greatness is serving others. So to give everybody some background, a few weeks ago, JJ mentioned to me that he was going to be out today, that he had to attend a business conference. And as our regular listeners know, when that happens, one of us is out, we bring in a guest co-host. And I was going to bring in uh, my good friend, Brad Clark, today to co-host this show with us. Uh, Brad uh, works in the fire department uh, with me, uh, and he's been a caller into the show before, just an all-around great guy. And so he wanted to do a show talking about uh, commitment and dedication and sacrifice. And little did I know last Thursday when we were doing the show that 12 hours later, uh, Brad would give his life serving others uh, when he was killed while on the scene of a motor vehicle accident during the hurricane that came through uh, on 295 in the Mechanicsville area. And we have spent the greater part of the last week mourning Brad, celebrating Brad, um, because he was he was truly... A great person, which is why we were so excited to have him in the studio with us to share uh, some of his thoughts and where he was coming from. Yesterday, there was a line of duty death uh, funeral service for him. If you're in Richmond and you've been listening to the news, it's it's headlines, top headlines in every news outlet. Thousands and thousands of people uh, were there, including the governor. And it was a wonderful send off uh, for a very special person. Um, Brad, was very dedicated uh, to serving others uh, from his days in the Army to a long career in the fire department where he was a lieutenant uh, leading a crew of people. And in his last moments on this earth, he took a step forward somebody towards somebody else to tell them to get out of the way of an oncoming tractor trailer that did not see them. That person was able to jump to safety And Brad was killed. And that doesn't surprise me, any of Brad's friends, including the people in this room uh, with me. Uh, I've got Jess Radzinka, who is a firefighter in Charlottesville, a good friend of Brad's, traveled all over with him, uh, teaching others. Uh, Kevin Morris, who is a lieutenant in Hanover, where where we work, where Brad worked, uh, who's known Brad for his career, and Jesse Smith, uh, also a firefighter uh, in Hanover and very close friend of Brad's. If you knew Brad, you were a friend of his. Um, And so what we wanted to do today, we wanted to talk a little bit about Brad, about who he was, 
but how some of his qualities relate to a lot of the things that you've heard JJ and I talking about and some stuff that we haven't talked about before. And, uh, I mean, so much, so much to say about Brad, um, Jess, you traveled all over uh, with him, yeah, and uh, you know, spent a lot of time training others with him. I mean, what what are? I, 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 it sounds like a, a crazy, wide open question. What are, what are some of your thoughts? Uh, his smile was infectious. Um, energy on the training site at the training ground was infectious. It's uh, it carried throughout. You could be having a bad day or long night before, and he's like, "Hey, we got to get going." Mm. Um, but it was always fun to be with him. Um, like I mentioned yesterday in the service, I would always have to adjust my teaching my teaching style to his because we'd get off on some random story about something that would go fifteen or twenty minutes longer. So, yeah, I mean, larger, larger than life guy. Uh, you know, I mean, Kevin, his sense of humor uh, was his signature, and that was really how Brad developed rapport with others. That's how he instantly became friends with everybody was through making jokes right away as soon as you met him. Yeah, no doubt. Um, if you met Brad, you never forgot him. Um, over the last few days, we've seen a lot of people that may have only met Brad one time. But, you know, he made that impression on them. And everybody felt like they were Brad's best friend. That's just the type of person he was, you know. Yeah. Um, he made everybody feel good. Whether it was uh, a joke or, you know, just a smile. Yeah, and and you're absolutely right. And and Jesse, as we as we grew with Brad, that that sense of humor, how did you see that develop his relationships uh, inside and outside the fire department? I mean, you were around him all the time. Yeah, I, I would say that his sense of his sense of humor was his calling card. Um, <clears throat> He, you could be having like like Kevin was saying and Jess was saying you could be having a terrible day and you always knew that if you called Brad and said hey this is going on he'd always have the answer for you and as soon as you got off the phone with him he'd he'd probably follow up with about twenty text messages or something absolutely <laughs> random and silly <laughs> to make sure that you were you were back on the right track and and having a better day. Yeah, I mean, it, it's JJ and I have talked on the show before about because we often talk about in in life how. You build rapport, how you bridge gaps between people that you might not have a lot in common with. And humor is is a huge is a huge thing. And Brad was just the epitome of someone who could meet someone that he didn't know and would be he was so quick witted and could instantly make jokes, use humor, um, and and develop a relationship that would grow into a friendship. I mean, you were, you were friends with him right away. And as he grew into a major instructor nationally in the fire service, honestly, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he just, he made friends with the right people. It was nothing underhanded he was doing. It was just Brad uh, because he could, he could so instantly make that connection with everybody. And, you know, JJ posted today how, you know, we were going to have some of Brad's closest friends here on the show today, which is true. But I mean, Brad had so many close friends. I mean, everybody was his friend. Everybody was. And, you know, so I just, uh, I don't know. 
I, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, just an incredible person and, and a, a major lesson. Not everybody can be as quick-witted as him, but humor is is such a way. It's like one of the international languages that we can all build relationships uh, with each other. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot more about Brad, a lot more about what he brought to the table. Uh, so stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Great People Show. You know, it's uh, funny. We were talking about the service yesterday, which, again, was just uh, incredible. Uh, we had pipe bands from FDNY come and, and play. We had people come from as far as California uh, to just be present at the service. Uh, this is something across the country in the fire service that, thank God, does not happen often to have a firefighter killed uh, directly in the line of duty. It, it, it doesn't happen every day. And Brad was someone who touched so many people, and a lot of people were just blown away by his ability to be in constant communication. What was it yesterday, Kevin, that you said when you spoke at the funeral about 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 Brad always staying in touch with people? Yeah, I mean, basically, over the last few days since last Thursday, I mean, I've talked to people all over the country that, um, you know, they were just in disbelief and Everybody was saying pretty much the same thing, you know. I just talked to Brad. I just talked to him, you know. Um, but, you know, how's that possible? Well, if you knew Brad, it was possible because that was his communication skills were. Kind of wonder when he worked. Right. <laughs> How did he work? You know. We were sitting there talking, like, he always sent a text message or a meme or a phone call. I'm like, when do you work? Yeah. When, <laughs> when's... You, could, you could pull up Facebook at any given time and there could be a post from wherever 30 seconds ago and there's a thumbs there by Brad or some kind of comment um, at any any point during the day so and you always knew it was Brad without even taking your phone out of your pocket because you would have your phone would go absolutely crazy and have a seizure <laughs> yep. and you knew well I'm, Brad must need something or Brad just wants to say hi and then you pull it out and you have 75 missed messages eh, from Brad Clark. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and anything, anything would be instantly turned into a meme. I mean, any news was right away turned into a funny picture. Somebody, uh, somebody referenced the other day with Jesse's brother, who's also works, uh, works in the fire department was, uh, he got hurt. A couple weeks ago, he he fell and cut his head open, and he's okay. But uh, within within minutes of that happening, Brad had found a picture online of of uh, of Jesse's brother when he was like you know I don't know twelve years old, and and had had shown blood coming out, you know, edited it to show blood come and sent it to all his friends. I mean, making you know he's like on his way to the hospital, and Brad's he knew he'd be okay. Brad's making. Fun I don't of even it. know if we'd made it to the hospital yet when that picture came out. Jake definitely hadn't been seen by a doctor at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just that's just the way it was. And I mean, so linking back again to, to how this stuff made Brad such an incredible person, I mean, how did that link back, you know, to his professional career? Well, the professional career, I mean, we would go to training and we had friends. They're close friends now, but all the way from Massachusetts, um, New York City, out to Wichita. And everybody's in constant contact, always has been. Through the link of Brad. Um, a, a quick hi, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Saw you caught a, a job the other night. Whatever was on Facebook, it was it was infectious. And you could call anybody at any time and be like, I just talked to Brad. He said this about you, blah, blah, blah. And check out this meme he sent about you. Yeah. He was fast with the phone, too. 
And it wasn't it wasn't just who Brad knew either. Brad brought people in and introduced them to other. Brad's the reason I met you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just he he was a connector and we've talked on the show about that a lot. You know, he went out of his way to make sure that he was connecting people to each other. I mean, again, he introduced you guys together. Yep. If it wasn't for Brad, Brad is the one who introduced me to Kevin. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, on I remember the day. It was December 23rd, 2013. I mean, I can remember the date that he introduced me to you because I remember that day. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 it not we're, gonna, we're not going to go into today, but that, that day where Brad introduced me to a lot of people uh, changed. It changed my life that day. Changed everything for me. Um, and and it's incredible when people can take a moment, and this is something I think we can all learn from. A lot of people, not 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 purposefully, but they're they're selfish with their connections. They don't take the time to share. They don't take the time to connect. And one of the reasons that Brad was such a a guy who is always in your presence of mind was because he was always communicating. He was always connecting. He again was tying what we were talking about before the break, tying humor into everything. And it just, it, it became a trademark of his. And I'm not saying to copy Brad. I'm not Brad. You're not Brad. But there are nuggets here that we should all pull from thinking of him that I think we can all do a little better on in our own lives, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's been mentioned several times this past week is we need to do better at keep staying communicated with each other, not just during the bad times or the rough times, but just random times hey how's everybody doing yeah um I, personally i have to work on that better I, I think i think we all do and one thing one thing that has come from this i, I hate to ever say you know that there's been good that that's come from this there's there's no good to come from death but but one result of what has happened over the last week is just in hanover and and in the greater region but in hanover specifically it has brought everybody together like I have never seen. And just like any other organization, whether it's it's a, a company or, or a nonprofit or, or a state government department like a fire department, there are always going to be cliques. And we have watched these various cliques come together as a natural result of the pain that we've all felt. And Brad often often ridiculed for this because, you know, just because that's what you do. Brad was always somebody who was trying to bridge all these gaps within the department together. And one thing that's come out of this is we've, we've seen bridging of, of a lot of these relationships come together. Um, and, and it's, it's just, it's been, it's been incredible. And, and Brad had a unique ability to, to, he, he was passionate in his beliefs, and you weren't going to change his mind. But if you had a different belief, he might not agree with them, but he was going to try to get over there on your side and see where you were coming from and not just completely write you off. Exactly. No, you, you're absolutely right. And he was, he was supportive of the people who he worked with, uh, I mean, un- unconditionally. You know, Brad... If, if you were to ask him, you know, say, oh, I saw such and such was transferred over to your shift the other day and that must have been a tough time or, or whatever, you know, which I heard people say to him over the years. And, you know, his response would, would always just be, oh, well, you know, 
he's he's not that bad or he's you know he's just misunderstood and and he would go on why to tell you all all the great qualities about about the person yeah no doubt um he always tried to find the good in everybody yep. you know um you know you know talking about that you know people say you know this guy you know he he doesn't work well or mm-hmm. that so forth you know but if Brad ended up over there and or they ended up over there with Brad, you know, uh, he'd find the good in them and, um, you know, just try to win that middle, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. I so. mean, he, he always, he always wanted, he always wanted to find, to find that middle ground. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the organizations that he was a founding member of that everybody in this room has been a part of is, uh, the 350 foot line. And, and for those of you that, that don't know what that is that are listening that aren't in the fire service, um, it, it's a nonprofit organization that was started a while back to improve the training of, of firefighters across Virginia. And there are a number of different tactics and approaches to firefighter education. And Brad was the one within our group that where I might say, well, you know, these guys want to be involved from wherever, but, you know, they're in deep conflict with a lot of the stuff that that we believe in. Brad would be the one, well, to say, but there's probably something to be learned there. Let's bring them in. And, you know, Brad was loud and he had, he had a, (laughs) and he he was, and he had, he had, Brad had an ego to him as we all do. But, you know, the one, his ego was never that big that he wasn't willing to listen to the other side of the argument. And he was a lot more open-minded than most of us. Um, so very selfless. Yeah. Uh, very no selfless. No doubt. And, and just, you know, I, I just, I think that that was something that, that everybody who knew him would agree about. And, and again, just something that, that we all need to do uh, so much better on. And, you know, go, going back to the 350 line and the training and everything, Brad was always the first one to, if he, if he saw something as beneficial or learned some cool new little trick or, or just something that he thought made, made us better at the job, he, he would send it out on a mass blast to all of his friends. Hey, check this out so that y'all have this tool in your toolbox so that y'all can be better and more prepared for the future. Yeah, I mean, he believed, he believed as, a, as a way of life that all of us are responsible for taking the knowledge that we have and passing it on. And Brad went out of his way more so than most to learn everything that he can. Again, it goes back to that whole even learning things that he might not necessarily agree with. But seeing if he could pull a few nuggets out of it, make it his own, and then, and then put it out there to his friends and to people who he didn't know. Yeah, he had a his the passion for teaching and passing on making the job better than he came in at. Um, he always said he started the career later than he wanted to because of the military, which he was proud about being mm-hmm. in the service for. But um, he was catching up, trying to catch up as much as he could in the time that he missed not being in the fire service and passing on that passion. You could see it every time you were with him, yeah. just just looking for more knowledge or seeing something new. Is like, hey, let's let's try it different this way versus the other way. And then come up some type of, like you said, some type of form of, of his own version of, of the the new trick or tactic that we that we learned. Yeah, the old Brad Clark compromise. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna read a quote that uh, Brad lived by. It's uh, by Aaron Fields uh, with the nozzle forward. Uh, it's knowledge is power. 
when it is shared freely. When it is lorded or hoarded, it is divisive and destructive. Man, absolutely. And uh, that's, he did. He lived, he lived by that. Aaron Fields, another guy, he's out in Seattle, who Brad connected with yeah. regularly. And, you know, yeah. went, he went to the school of, of, of him. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, that's, that's exact. That's how, that's, how, that's how Brad felt. And I don't care whether you work in the fire service whether you're an accountant, whether you're a lawyer, whether you work, whether, you, whether you're a garbage man, it doesn't matter. All of us have skills and knowledge that are unique to us and our perspective that we bring to the table. What separates us is who takes that knowledge and shares it with those around them and who keeps it to themselves. And Again, I'm not saying that if you keep it to yourself, that's intentional. It's just most of us don't go outside of our box and and make that extra effort to teach those around us. Brad, I don't know where he found the energy, but to an exhaustive point, Brad always worked to share that knowledge that he had uh, with those around him. And I know that that's something I'm going to try to do much better. Um We're going to listen to some news and pay the bills around here. We'll be back in just a minute. Don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show. Welcome back. So as I said in the beginning of the show, uh, today was originally supposed to be me and Brad in the studio. And Brad, so Brad had been asking me forever to be on. I mean, if Brad had the opportunity to (laughs) be with the masses, he took it. And he would text me forever saying, hey, when when can I be on the show? When is JJ going to be out? I want to be I want to be a, a co-host on the show. And so today was the day. And so I had called him and said, you know, hey, JJ's going to be out this day and you got to come in. And what do you want to talk about? And he said, well, have you done a show about sacrifice and commitment and dedication? He said, those are things that I think I've got a thing or two to talk about because obviously we weren't going to do a show about firefighting. So, you know, (laughs) trying to find a a topic more to the general public who listens to this show uh, that relates to our our themes. And I said, that would be awesome. We've we've not done a show about that specifically. And and that would be great. Um, And and the point that he wanted to talk about, I never we never got to the point of, of him showing me notes of what he wanted to do. But because, as we've said, J.J. and I, we always write some simple notes every day, and, and they kind of give us an outline of the show. And I asked Brad to sort of put that together. So we never got that far. But I think that what Brad wanted to talk about was that all of us need to be dedicated and passionate about what we do. And sacrifice is something that comes into everybody's lives at different levels. We have, we have people who are willing to lay down their lives for strangers, our firefighters, law enforcement, military, um, etc. We have people who sacrifice, um, who, who sacrifice themselves for their, who, who are willing to sacrifice themselves for their families. I mean, saying, you know, you gave me the choice, you know, take me, don't take my wife or my, or my children. We have people who sometimes to a fault sacrifice themselves for their work. They, they, are, they want to just provide for their families and they sometimes sacrifice a better family life for more relaxation and free time for themselves in order to provide for their loved ones. So sacrifice runs, runs wide 
depending on, on your definition. There's no right or wrong. To Brad, he was willing to sacrifice everything for a stranger without a moment's notice. Now, make no mistake, Brad did not want to die. He did not want what happened on Thursday night. But his father at the funeral service yesterday said it best when he said Brad would have been absolutely devastated if somebody else on his crew had been killed instead of him. We would have lost Brad either way. That is a direct quote from or very close to a direct quote from Bob Clark, who is Brad's father, who is a former battalion chief uh, with Henrico Fire, which is another fire department uh, right here in Richmond. And I think Bob was right. Brad would, that decision would have been a split second. And when he saw that truck coming at him, he yelled to Chris, this other crew member, to get out of the way. Instead of yelling, Brad could have ran the opposite direction, but he didn't. It didn't even cross his mind. That is sacrifice. That is dedication. That is commitment. And he showed that in his life, and he showed that to the extreme in his final moments. And it's inspiring, I think, to all of us that that there are people out there that are willing to do that. I know the people in this room would do that as well. I pray that we're never forced into that situation. Um, but, you know, it's, it's incredible. I mean, what are, uh, on, on your job, I mean, what are, what are some of, of y'all's thoughts on, on sacrifice and, and commitment in this world? Well, when you raise your right hand to take the oath to once you get brought in on the job and get your badge – on or off duty, you're going to do it. Whether you're driving on vacation with your family, you see a broke-down car, traffic crash, somebody lying in the street, everybody's looking, you're going to be the one to hop in to to take care of them, to step up and lead. That sacrifice you pull away from your family, you pull away from anything else, and you could pay the ultimate sacrifice, which would be the the end. Yeah. But knowing that when you raise your right hand, it's part of the job. Um, so, I mean... It's just tough to think about. It is. It, it's 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 horrible to think about because that's not what any of us that's not what any of us want. But we know that at the end of the day, it's it's part of what was signed up for. And and looking at you know at things now, we Brad paying the ultimate sacrifice um, for his crew um, and and the and the citizens that he was responding to help. Um, what a lot of people don't see are the little sacrifices he made along the way up to that one final sacrifice, the countless hours um, that he spent away from his family, as much as he, as he hated to do that. Sometimes he just knew that he had to do that. And he was fortunate. He had, he has one of the greatest families that I've ever met. Um, his, his wife and children are, are phenomenal and, and, and a very strong, tight-knit group. Um, but it, it's the little things along the way, the time away, the gas, the money on his own that he spent, the overtime that he would work just to be able to go take classes and go see other people and, and reach out. Um, yeah, I, no, I couldn't have said it better. Absolutely. And Kevin, you referenced you referenced it yesterday. You put it into slightly different words, but there's a quote from the Anchorage Fire Department uh, that I know is something that you hold very close, and, and you referenced it yesterday. 
Yeah, it's uh, Anchorage Fire. Um, it's I am not here for me. I am here for we. And we are here from them. And, I mean, Brad lived by that, you know. Yeah. It was them, them before me. That was, you know, that was his mindset. Yeah. So. And, and that's, it was never about Brad. It was about, it was about taking care of his crew so that his crew could take care of the public service, service to others, um, to the extreme. And I think to relate this more back to the folks who aren't in the fire department, you know, you, just because you're not in a position to sacrifice your life for other people does not mean that, that you're not worthy or that you're not doing enough right. at all. Um, I have several friends who, again, who sacrifice themselves day in and day out working two or three jobs so that they can put their kids through college or so that they can lead a lifestyle that they think is best for their family. Um, people sacrifice themselves uh in, in, I mean, the military would be the same thing, sacrificing to protect our country, to protect an idea of freedom that America projects. Um, so sacrifice has a, a wide-ranging wide mean to different people. And being dedicated to whatever you do, being passionate about your craft, um, are, are things that, that Brad was, was incredibly just fiercely uh, in, in love with. He, he believed that whatever you do for a living, whatever your profession is, excellence, giving 100%, as you said yesterday, Kevin, giving 100% every day should be your goal. And Brad, Brad lived by that every day. Um, when I, I had the opportunity to be with, um, with Melanie, uh, his wife, on Sunday, and we were, among other things, writing Brad's obituary. Uh, nothing I ever wanted to be involved in, but uh, but I was honored uh, to be involved in it when when it pre- when we had it had to be done. And toward the end of the obituary, there it, it said Brad loved his career and he loved most of all his family. And Melanie said, "No, that is not Brad." Brad loved those things fiercely. That was her word, fiercely. And he loved them unendingly and passionately. And she said, we've got to capture that in this document. And, and we did. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. You know, and we, you talk about sacrifice, James. Um, you know, our family at home, we're all one family. You know, the fire service and our family at home. But our family at home probably sacrifices the most um, on a day-to-day basis. I mean, we work 24-hour shifts, right? So we spend a third of our life at the fire department. Um, miss, a lot of, miss a lot of things. A lot Birthdays, of things. first steps. Um, holidays. Holidays. Holidays, yeah, the, the small things you miss. Um, but those sacrifices, you know, um, I was married later on in my career. My, when I met my wife, she learned and still trying to learn um, and understand that on the sacrifices that I make, but they're for, they're for them. I make these sacrifices so my kids don't have to 
uh, sacrifice down the road. I want to see this chain reaction keep going for them. Yeah. But, I mean, Brad had a, a great balance. And, I mean, let's face it, as fathers, as husbands, he made us all look like dinguses yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> as he, he really would did. A lot, 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 lot of that going on yesterday. Yeah, you know, um, he really had that balance. And, uh, Jesse, I know you talked about um, Brad never changed whether he was at work or at home. No, and you're exactly right. And, and something Brad's wife, Melanie, mentioned um, one night this past week while while we were talking and discussing plans and whatnot was that everything that we've talked about today, you know, that has captured Brad's passion and drive and motivation was the minute he crossed the threshold coming back home from a shift at work, he never changed. His focus was just now on, on his family for that day. Um uh, and he he texted and and sent funny pictures to his family just as much as he as he did to us. They they everybody was fair game, you know. Um, uh, something else that we talked about was how every single morning Brad woke up. He woke up at just about six o'clock every single morning. His feet hit the deck, and it was a brand new day. And he was his loud normal self and ready to go. And there was no there was no in between. He was a hundred percent wide open all the time. No, why to be in bed by nine every night? Because he was he was out of he was out of energy uh, by the end of the day. Um, well, this is awesome, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we've got, I think, some really important thoughts as we we're going to wrap the show up here in a few minutes uh, about Brad, about how we can all take his example and and live some of his qualities a little better uh, in our life. So stick around; we'll be right back. You're listening to the Great People Show. So dedication, uh, another word that, you know, we've mentioned a few times, but something that Brad really wanted to talk about uh, on the show today when 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 he was going to be here. And, you know, we, we talked a few minutes ago about being dedicated to your craft, being dedicated to whatever whatever you're doing in your life. And, you know, Brad was dedicated in so many ways. You know, he had his job in the fire department. He had his job as an instructor going around the country and speaking at conferences. He had his job working with his church. He had just recently gone to Haiti on a mission trip that uh, his words to me when he got back was it was life-changing. And his most important job, which was his job as a husband and a father. And a lot of us listening, you have those same levels of dedication. It's different than his list. My list is different than his list. Your list is different than his list. But we all have those those lists. Um, you know, Kevin, I know you're someone, you're extremely dedicated to the fire department. You have a- another job which involves expertise in vehicle extrication. Um, I mean, Kevin goes all around the Mid-Atlantic teaching uh, for, for his other job about about vehicle extrication, and, and ha- these are jaws of life, uh, again, for those of you outside the, the fire service uh, and related things. Um, you work with the same nonprofits that Brad did to try to grow the fire service and, and, and grow the fire service around you, and, and you've also got wife and kids yourself. How, I, I, this is not a fair question, but, you know, I, it's hard for us 
to figure out how to be dedicated to all those things. Brad was really good at that. What do you think? Why, why do you think Brad was able to do that? Or, and how are you able to do that? Or how do you struggle with that? I mean, I, I guess my, my driving force is I like to see things through. Um, I like to see things accomplished. So that kind of that drives my passion. Um, and, you know, I also put them before me. Mm. I mean, that's that's how I live, too, you know. Um, but the only way we can make other people better is, you know, going back to that quote, you know, knowledge has to be shared. It has to be shared. Um, you know, and then time sacrifice back in it. You know, my family probably sacrifices the most mm-hmm. because of, you know, those things that you mentioned, um, having to be gone a lot, you know, um, but your but your dedication to your family that's at the end of the day that's that's what it's all about yeah and I know Absolutely. I know you well enough that that's that's what it's all about to you yeah the 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 separation you have to have between our work work life whether you're we're away training or away at work for twenty four hours needs to carry through when you're not working mm. you need to stay you need when it's family time it's family time when it's work time it's work time it's a tough life to live it's a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type situation at times. But that's what we need to, that's what, that's what I try to do. I'm trying better at least. And I, th- I think where it's important to draw the line is we all come from families that understand the sacrifices that we have to make and they're willing to sacrifice with us. I think what's most important is that we just don't take their willingness to sacrifice with us for granted. I think that's where you see people get into trouble is is they continuously take that for granted how much they sacrifice and and don't take that time and set it aside and make it about them them too because it is it is about them ultimately we're doing this for our families that's right that's 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 huge jesse and and you're absolutely right you know i know in my own life i'm i'm gone from home a lot more than i should be and my wife is as all the significant others of those at this table are my wife is incredibly supportive of what i'm doing she's probably supportive to a fault because she is always telling me it's okay it's okay i understand i understand and you know because she doesn't want to be the nag right she doesn't want to be (laughs) controlling she doesn't want to be telling me what to do i mean i'm i'm blessed to be married to somebody who is like that as as i know you know i know you guys are And just because your partner tells you that it's okay, and I think, you know, Jesse, you you just, you nailed it. Um, That doesn't mean that it is okay. And one thing about Brad, I don't think there's any, well, I'm sure that I shouldn't say there's anybody. There's nobody who is in our circle of friends and our fire family that I'm aware of who felt like they had left anything on the table with Brad. Um, you know, it was, uh, everybody had that closure with him. The last conversation we had was, was, you know, again, one, one of love. I love you, man. Was, you know, how, how the conversation ended is how he ended things with Mel, with his family. And we should all be living every day so that we're not leaving anything on the table because you never know. And Brad didn't leave anything on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Never. Food, beverage, nothing was left on the table. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for anybody. 
No, he 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 didn't. And you know, I, I just we should all live our life, whether you're a firefighter or whether you sit in an office every day. Bad things can happen. I don't want to be, you know, I I don't want to be negative or a downer, but but bad things can happen, and you never know. And you know, some people, you know, there's a quote, you know, live every day like it's your last, and you know that's great. It's probably not all too realistic um, for most people, but at the very least, you know, if if something happened to you tomorrow, have you have you lived in a way that that you are happy with, with how you've been dedicated to the various things in your life. If you found out today that you were going to die tomorrow, would you look back saying, I've had a great ride and I've done everything the way I want to do them? Or would you look back and say, gosh, I really wish that I had done this differently. I wish that I hadn't spent 80 hours a week in an office because you can't take it with you. I mean, you know, it, it's not about money. Nobody in, in the fire line of work is doing it for the money, Lord knows. Especially not you. No, definitely not me. But um, but it's it's gotcha. not it's not about it's not about it's not about the money. It's about a calling. And you know, but but to those of you that maybe in your life it is centered around the money with your career, um, money's important. We all need it, no doubt. But you know, again. I think about what, you know, what would you do? Well, it goes, it goes back to the quote that has been shared all over Facebook. Um, there's a little segment. They were doing a video or something, a movie down in Hanover. And uh, he, Brad said, if some guy came and offered me $120,000 to go sit in an office, I'd pack sand. I'm good. I only show up if you light it on fire. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of I kind of agree with him. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's something to be said to be, dedicated that way that i'm good you know money does drive the world drives your lifestyle and everything else but you can't have you could have all the money in the world but no no love or caring if you you know you have nothing left yeah and and isn't that such a huge part of of dedication um you know everybody at this table could go do something else you could quit your job today and you could move on to something that was a lot less dangerous that paid a lot more money and that had a lot better hours. But I don't think there's anybody in front of me right now who would change that. And it comes back to, again, what Brad wanted to talk about today, to passion and dedication. Yeah, and, and I know my family, I know Kevin's family, your family, and Jesse's family, um, they understand the dedication and passion. Yeah, we're not going to make, we're not going to make six figures or whatever ungodly salary, but they understand that passion and dedication you have for the service and the job and where we've come from and what we're doing it for that they really appreciate. Yeah. And they, yeah. they get it. They, they do. And, and Jenna, who's, who's online with us, just commented on our, on our Facebook page, you know, money, money doesn't drive the heart. That's excellent. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's right on. It, it doesn't. And, you know, as, as we bring this home in our last couple minutes that we have, um, I don't know. I, I said yesterday, I, I said yesterday when I spoke at the funeral, I, you know, I, I was trying to make a joke, but I said, uh, it's hard to capture Brad Clark in just two and a half hour speech, but I'm going to try. Uh, cause I could have stood up there for two and a half hours and, and I still wouldn't, I still wouldn't have done him. I still wouldn't have done him justice. I don't know how, 
I, this is uncharted territory for all of us. You guys have never been on the radio before. I'm usually in the other seat following JJ's lead. This whole week has been about living outside of our comfort zone. No doubt. Yeah, exactly. I think that Brad is somewhere right now making fun of us, first of all. You know? uh, and the memes from anybody who screen caps this on Facebook Live. Oh, they've already started. I'm, I'm getting texts from people over the all over the fire department, they've uh, they photoshopped headphones onto me <laughs> so that I fit in with everybody else. And and what better tribute could there be? Uh, you know, the joke in the fire service is if uh, you don't have to worry if you're being made fun of, you have to worry if you're not being That's made exactly fun right. of. That's exactly right. And nothing uh, nothing is more true. Um, so, you know, with, with our last seconds here on the show today, uh, you know, I, I would just say let's all try to live passionately. Let's try to have the most possible dedication for our career, aware of what we're sacrificing, and and sacrificing the right things for the right reasons. Sacrificing the wrong things for the wrong reasons, as we were just talking about. Um, it, it's 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 not gonna. If you had to die tomorrow, would would you be happy? Hug your kids, hug your wives. Life is precious. Brad Clark, we love you, we miss you. And this is for you today. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m.